0: This is Property Today on the Agenda.
1: With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties.
0: Hello there and thank you for downloading this Property Today podcast from the 30th of January. And as ever on the programme today, I was joined by Mahanid Al-Wadir, the famous wolf of real estate. Now, this week, we got his analysis on the viability of floating cities. He also explained the importance of a good view when buying property. Meanwhile, Dubai has issued nearly 6,500 real estate licenses in 2022 in order to manage the boom in sales, but they still need more estate agents. We spoke to one agent who's been here a year and is already making a fortune. Jake Matthews Hubbard from House & House is also the star of the Dubai Hustle. And Mohamed Alwadir also took your questions on everything from buying versus renting in the current market to how to become a real estate agent. This is Property Today on the Agenda.
1: With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties.
0: Mohanad, hi, how are you? Good morning, Georgia. It's good to have you here, not least because it means we have a neutral observer of the giant croissant that know, has just been the, delivered. The
2: first thing when I just walked in, everyone was like, come up, check this out. Come so look at the croissant. The, it's, a, it's a huge croissant. It's a huge yeah. croissant. I don't know who's going to eat it. Uh, I mean,
0: so it's <laughs> apparently it's International Day of Croissants who knew? Uh-huh. Uh, now, so if you imagine the biggest croissant you've ever seen and then supersize it. It's the size of my head. Bigger. No, it's, it's Bigger. 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 It's like the size of my, it's the length of my it's like, arm. It's like
2: a whole arm, yes. It's an, <laughs> arm.
0: It's an arm, of course. Uh, but that is not what we're going to be talking about yes. on property today. Uh, we are going to be discussing uh, all the top property headline stories. Uh, and then, of course, Mohanid will be answering your questions about property as well. Of course. We had so many last week. I had to send them all through to you, didn't I? I
2: answered them, by the way, one by one. I sent them voice messages. I hope they got them and they're happy. Amazing. Uh, some of them already replied back. They were very appreciative and surprised. Yeah, <laughs> that we I actually, bet. That we actually deliver what we promise. I'm promised. surprised you <laughs> do it. So if you send
0: a message in and we don't have time to answer it on air, Mahanid answers it personally yes. via voice message. I have to send all the pictures. I send pictures of your yeah, messages. Thank you
2: so much for doing that. So yeah.
0: So keep them coming. 4001 is the text, or you can WhatsApp us on 048715500. But let's have a look at some of these property headlines. I am, do you know, I bumped into somebody who worked for Aldar Properties over yes. last weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say their name or anything, but uh, <laughs> that's why this story particularly captured my attention because Abu Dhabi's luxury properties have seen the most significant price increases in 2022. That's according to data from Bayut and Dubizzle. It's, it's Sadiat Island that's proving the most popular and mm-hmm. oddly enough that the man who I spoke to said that that was the case as well. He said that the price per square foot for villas on Sadiat have increased by 12.7% annually amid a steady demand for waterfront properties. I mean, Sadiat Island is gorgeous, isn't it?
2: It is. And uh, Adar has been doing a very good job, job in shaping up the estate market in Abu Dhabi. Um, just like we have uh, Dubai Properties, Miras and Amar here in Dubai doing the same job. And uh, I'm not surprised about the news, Georgia, because Dubai also in 2022 uh, had a very healthy uh, price increases, uh, particularly in the luxury market. So it's been a year of uh, luxury real estate. 2022. uh, We all believe that the momentum will continue this year. And this is fueled by the influx of high net worth individuals that are coming, uh, actually finding uh, Dubai and the UAE overall as a safe haven for them and their funds and their families. So they're all coming here and they're benefiting from all the uh, beautiful lifestyle that UAE has to offer and also the golden visas that are particularly targeting this kind of uh, target audience.
0: Okay, so Dubai versus Abu Dhabi. Obviously, Dubai has got very expensive recently. Uh, There's all this talk about Abu Dhabi, there being a train link, but a rail link between the two. Uh, You could always, you know, for the money you save on buying a house in Dubai versus buying a house in Abu Dhabi, you could frankly afford a driver who could drive you to Dubai (laughs) Dubai every day easily. Do you think that maybe... People will start to be priced out of the market here and look what they can get down in the capital?
2: Uh, Look, both uh, Emirates have uh, their own uh, unique propositions for uh, property buyers, be it end users or investors. Um, I personally uh, find a lot of people coming to Dubai because of the branding, the reputation and also the legal framework that Dubai Emirates offers. Uh, to property buyers, interesting. Uh, Abu Dhabi is definitely a very good alternative, and they have amazing projects over there as well, uh, with rich lifestyle. Um, each one of them has its own unique... Uh, yeah, yeah, well, they do. I mean, everyone
0: knows that Dubai is the party town compared yes, to Abu Dhabi, yes. but, but Abu Dhabi has its own beauty. I have to say, I love the, the course, whole mangrove area. Especially Stunning.
2: the outer rings. Uh, yeah. If you go out of the mainland, where uh, there is a lot of also vibes and uh, mm-hmm. like real society and lifestyle there, but the outer areas, uh, like the Sadiat or Yas Island, they offer a very, very rich lifestyle there. And um, I'm not surprised that a lot of people are considering to buy there or Mm. even relocate there. It's also close to Dubai. It's not that far. Uh, But, yeah, it all boils down to so many other factors, not just the price or the lifestyle. There are, as I mentioned, the legal uh, aspects, the demand, uh, um, so many many things that uh, have to be taken into consideration when buying in any city, for that matter, uh, locally or internationally.
0: So there's plenty of projects that are going to be launched on Sadiat Island. Uh, They were actually launched last year, including Sadiat Lagoons, which is a nature-inspired residential community. And then there's Grove District near Zayed National Museum and the Louvre Abu Dhabi Residences. Do you know, I still haven't spent enough time in the Louvre. Ah, I have been. I have
2: been there. But I need to
0: do, I need to go for a day and put one of those headsets on and really learn about it. And I still haven't haven't done that. I'm, I'm very embarrassed by the fact that, you know, COVID came along, got in the way and you had to get your Alhassan pass but no no I'll get into that. Um, Now okay we've been reading all about this 50,000 person self-sustaining floating city prototype. Uh, It's designed by the Italian Luca Curci Architects also Canadian designer Tim Fu. They suggest that this floating city could be an important aid device against climate change. Now I know that you regularly invest on a really macro level on big projects. Would you invest in a floating city? (laughs)
2: Um, I'm not really sure. As a concept, look, it's very interesting. And anything that has to do with sustainability... Is definitely uh, uh, catches my attention, and I know you also uh, yes. are always very keen on such. Uh, news I like. And projects. I
0: like the idea of getting power for nothing, so I'm very yeah. enthusiastic about solar panels. Uh,
2: having said that, I'm not sure if this is going to happen or not. It sounds like. I've, remember when we covered the ring around uh, yes. downtown, and then I, the,
0: and also the moon and the project, moon. I, it, I have a feeling pearl. this is
2: one of those stunts. It's uh, done by uh, very popular architectural uh, firms. And it's always nice to show their capabilities and what they can do. Maybe in the future, not the near future. (laughs) Yes. In the future, we might find projects like that where there will be 100% uh, sustainable and they will be built in the middle of the ocean. Right now, I think it's going to be extremely costly. Uh, I can't imagine what would be the price per square foot to build such a project.
0: Well, I mean, the other thing is, how can you make it float if you're building high? It would have to be fairly. I, don't, I just don't understand how you could have a, I, I a floating skyscraper. I,
2: I, I didn't go through the story in details, but I'm sure they're going to have enough uh, foundation uh, and a lot of uh, under, undergr- under uh, water, I would say not ground, underwater uh, levels as well. To sustain it. But it will be definitely very, very costly uh, to build something like this. And there's also the whole legal aspect, what kind of title deeds they will be giving people there. Well, (laughs) maybe
0: that's the fun of it. In some ways, you'd be, "quotes" offshore. Maybe you could be in international waters, uh, which is intriguing. Of course, Saudi Arabia building that eight-sided floating city in the Red Sea called the Oxygen. Um, But Neom have, it's a Neom company doing it. They haven't said how much it would cost or how it's going to float yet. So that's uh, intriguing. Uh, Okay, Chinese property investors are back, apparently. They're yeah. looking to reclaim their spot on the UAE's list of top property purchases this year. Of course, they slipped out of the rankings because of COVID-19. Uh, it shows that people do like to come here Correct. to look before they buy to a certain extent, because, you know, it's that much harder yeah. to bring the money over. And
2: last year also, we had a sudden increase, which was justified also by uh, Russian-speaking uh, uh, investors coming Naturally, here. yeah. So they became suddenly number one. Uh, so, of course, uh, they
0: leapfrogged them, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. Yes. So apparently, Driven Properties, they are a Dubai-based company with offices in China, say they handled more than 64 million dirhams in Dubai property sales to Chinese buyers so far this month. And that barely scratches the surface of transactions expected. That is very interesting. Now, earlier this month, the Business Breakfast spoke to Kashif Ansari. He's the group CEO of Joy IQI. And he helps Chinese investors buy property outside China?
2: There's two categories of Chinese investor. The wealthiest is always go for the trophy project. We are seeing there's a huge interest of Burj Khalifa. Definitely, if you're invested at Burj Khalifa, they want something with the trophy which is Burj Khalifa. And secondly, there's a middle tier. They feel more comfortable going into a place where is you know, like the more Chinese community that can be an international city. But definitely, you know, like more landed, more palm, because when they go out and look for the property, Chinese investor is one of the biggest investor
1: all over globally. So you'll be seeing a lot of movement going on.
0: Okay, interesting stuff there. That was Kashif Ansari, the group CEO of Jui IQI, giving us his view on the potential for Chinese investors. This is Property Today on the Agenda.
1: With Morass and Dubai Properties, for the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties.
0: Hello there. Welcome back to Property Today on the Agenda. You're listening to Dubai 103.8. Now, with the boom in real estate continuing in Dubai, the city issued over 9,000 real estate permits and nearly 6,500 real estate licenses uh, last year. That's in order to manage the boom in sales, but they still need more. Now, Mohanad al-Wadia, you actually created the real estate training program, didn't you? I
2: actually had the pleasure of being uh, part of the founding team of the Dubai Real Estate Institute back in 2007. So that's when Dubai was just, RERA was about to be announced in 2008. So they needed a an arm to train the industry and also to certify professionals. So I was tasked back then to come up with the curriculum, work with the identifying the right faculty members. And I've been teaching, uh, looking at it now, it's like just it happened a month ago, but it's been over a decade. I've been teaching with the Institute since 2008, Up to date. (laughs) Every month. Certifying real estate professionals across not just Dubai. The good thing is Dubai has become um, an example. It's like a capital of real estate for the region. So everybody wants to learn from the Dubai, you know, success story, the good and the bad. So, we're often asked to go to other emirates and even to go to other countries around the region to share the story and the knowledge and just train the industry.
0: <laughs> okay, I mean, that, that. what I love about the interview that we're about to do is we've got two people at sort of either ends of their careers because obviously we've got Mohanad al but we're also joined by someone who will have passed that course, who is Jake Matthews Hubbard from House & House. He's a real estate agent there. You'll have heard of him for another reason because he's the star of Dubai Hustle. Jake, thank you so much for joining me in the studio. Really appreciate it.
3: No, thank you. It's good to be back.
0: It's lovely to have you in here. We spoke to you a year ago when you just started the programme. Uh, you've now been here a while. You are one of those thousands of agents who was recruited in 2022. You just stood out a bit more because you got to be on the telly as well. <laughs> How's it been? What's the year been like?
3: It's been a roller coaster. It feels like I've been here three months and three years at the same time, if that makes sense. It's flown by. I, I joined in August 2021. I've been in sales since October 21. It's just been fantastic ever since. Just Complete new learn experience, new culture, and it's yes, yeah, it's just enjoying that journey. Really,
0: is it going well? Are you selling lots of houses? It's a difficult market at the moment, buzzing, but you know not much out there to actually sell, from what I hear.
3: Yeah, very competitive market. I think right now, for the past year to fifteen months, maybe we've seen excess demand in prime locations. So Correct. you know the, the industry is very competitive. There's loads of agencies. Loads of agencies have to be at the top of your game, right? But yeah, I think I've had a successful first year in my first full year of sales. I've got about 160% above my personal target. So You can always do more, but yeah, it's a, it's a good start. Well done.
2: I think since you're here, it's a very good opportunity for whoever is listening and interested to join our industry. What would you tell them? What was, uh, how did the experience go in terms of challenges, learning, and what would you say to anybody who is considering to, you know, come into the real estate industry?
3: Yeah, great question. Great question. So yeah. my, myself... I had a completely different background in London. I was at Deloitte doing mergers acquisitions. Mm-hmm. I then joined a tech company where I was doing financial planning analysis. So I switched up everything from my side. No wow, what a jump. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me, I was coming into it completely not knowing anything, having to learn a new culture, as I said, yeah. learn the industry and like get to grips with what I had to do. So yeah. I think in some ways that was a huge benefit because I didn't have previous biases of a different market. Mm-hmm. So since then, it's definitely that first three to six months, huge challenge. You had to really work really hard, come in on the weekends, build up your pipeline, build up your network, and at the same time, learn and take everything in so you can give a good service, right?
2: Of course. And you know what? You've said something very important. It's all about working hard. I know a lot of people who uh, join the real estate industry because they think it's so easy to make money in it. Yes, it's a very lucrative industry. But I tell you, it's very tough. And I'm sure you know that. And a lot of people think it's flexible hours or limited hours. A lot of people say, you know what? I'm sick of doing the nine to six job. I want to join real estate. It's more flexible. Well, I think we both have news for them. <laughs> it's a twenty-four-seven job. Yeah. Uh, you always need to be, uh, you know, out and about. Make sure you're always educating yourself. So, uh, how did you? Uh, how did the city help you? Did you find Dubai um, easy to, uh, you know, get into its real estate sector? Did you get help from, uh, you know, Brera, for example? How did you find? Uh, how did you find the city overall for somebody who's coming fresh with no real estate ex- experience?
3: Yeah, great question as well. So for me. Coming from London, it was quite a seamless transition because Mm -hmm. London's quite diverse, it's quite vibrant, it's a fast pace of life. Definitely not as fast as here, in my opinion. Some people have mixed uh, opinions on that. But yeah, from that perspective, it was like copying and pasting my routine, bringing it over here. In terms of support at House & House, it's been fantastic. Like We've got a great senior management team. They've been really supportive. There was training in place supplemented by the Rira training too. So yeah, I had all the information I needed. I had good mentors there, great team around me. So the second I got a property, my colleagues who have been there for a while they had clients ready to come and see the property. So that definitely helps in having a good network there internally.
2: Of course, an internal network helps as well. Um, so can I keep going? Yeah, yeah. Georgia's enjoying this. out. We got, we got
0: like, <laughs> so, even, even off air, these guys were chatting straight away. It's so funny.
2: You know, it sounds a bit cliche, but whenever people come to me and ask me about advice to work in real estate, we always um, advise them to, First, invest in developing their knowledge, mm. uh, product knowledge, professional skills, and also soft skills. Absolutely. Um, but also, we always advise them to specialize, mm. not to be, you know, not to try to cover all districts or cover all asset classes or all budgets. How, how would you feel about that? Did you actually have to go through this experience or you had the right guidance to focus on a specific, let's say, it could be a district or an asset class or even a budget bracket or a nationality, for example, to work with?
3: Yeah, so myself, I joined our Emirates living leasing team, so covering meadows, springs, lakes, Emirates hills. It was a very good area, one of the first established communities. So I kind of hit the jackpot from there that I was fortunate enough to be placed there. From then, I've built my pipeline there. And when I transitioned to sales, I had a set of contacts that I could refer back to. So, yeah, it's definitely good to focus on a particular area, Mm -hmm. learn that area inside out. So you're the go-to person to these clients and have all the information like where's the nearest schools, what's the recent transaction prices. Just you can't cover all of the bite; It's too big to be an expert in every industry. right? And
2: that's a mistake a lot of people do. They try to cover everything and then they miss out on everything or they have very shallow knowledge about different areas and customers typically look for depth they look for proper advice Mm. Um, I know a lot of people who try to work in real estate and they failed uh, Mm. in doing so what do you think is the reason behind that
3: I think Dubai offers a lot in terms of lifestyle Mm -hmm. and you can get caught up in that sometimes and at the start you have to be disciplined you have to be focused and organized and quite quickly if you're not doing that it can overwhelm you and you fall behind you're not responding to clients if you're not doing that, someone else is on the weekend whilst yeah. you're out partying and whatnot. So definitely at the start, you need to sacrifice that time, realize why you've come here, why you've made the sacrifice and make the most of it. Because some people do go home to wherever they've come from because they haven't made the success of it. So yes, yeah, that initial period, if you really focus and, and put the time in, it pays off in the yeah, long run. Focus is very important. Absolutely. It's can cool. I ask you one more question? Why Sorry. Can I
2: love this? Sure your enthusiasm lot of people, is a lot brilliant. A people ask him this and yeah. I'm sure, and I would like to hear your point of view about it. Um, how do you see the market going? A lot of people keep talking and we keep getting asked questions from All people the saying, time. Yes. Um, is the momentum going to keep going? Uh, the whole globe is going through a lot of turbulence, financial, economical, uh, political. Uh, is Dubai immune really from what's happening around the world? Or are you, uh, do, you, do you see that Dubai will continue its positive momentum through this year?
3: Yeah, it's the million dirham question,
2: right? It is. Nobody <laughs> oh, truly literally. Five
0: million dirham yeah. actually, usually.
2: <laughs> what's, what's your point of view about it? Because I'm sure a client typically would ask you, and I'm sure a lot of people who are listening would like to hear your point of view about it as well.
3: Yeah, so I think last year the market increased on average by about 0.9% each month. Mm-hmm. Whether that will continue at the same pace this year is questionable, but I think there is still sufficient demand there to continue the trend of an increase in prices you look at China, the removal of the recent lockdowns, you're going to have another wave of buyers. And as you said, around the world, there's nowhere like the buyer that has the political and economic stability that's being offered here. Why wouldn't you come here to live, to work, to enjoy it? So we, we're still seeing that trend. I think in this remote working world, more people are going to come across and work here whilst being based from London, US, etc. So yeah, I think we're in for another good year. UBS last year said the buy market's fairly valued. So there's no reason to indicate that we're in a bubble. We're still not at the previous peak by about mm-hmm. 20 index points. So, sufficient range to go on, I think. Yep. Yeah.
0: Look at that happy man. <laughs> that is the face of a happy man. <laughs> <laughs> because he's been saying that for the yeah. last few months. And, yeah. and to have somebody who's, you know, literally, I, I mean, man is not a, a real estate broker. Like, he doesn't go out and sell houses. Yeah. He, he works on a, on a sort of macro
2: mind level. You, mind you, I'm, I am on the Dubai Rest app. Actually, if you open it, I'm number one right now. Yes.
3: So, so, it could be easy.
2: So, so because I do a lot of investment and asset management, we acquire for. a lot of uh, portfolios. So I always <laughs> But he's not out in there. there in meadows opening <laughs> yes, doors. No, so no, that's no, fair I'm
3: not. to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think you also have to look at it from the opportunity cost of renting too. I mean of at course. the moment I've got a property for sale in the meadows asking five point one five million. They've had rental offers of about three hundred and forty K. Now if you're a mortgage buyer, you're looking at eighty percent mortgage, that's about four million, let's say. Three forty K is about eight, nine percent of that four million. You're not getting
0: that on the markets at the moment.
3: Exactly. If you're here in the long run, or even in the short term for the first few years, it makes more sense to be paying your own mortgage rather than paying someone else's mortgage. And even though the interest rates are higher they are due to come down. So it's one of the unique times in history where you could get a variable rate or a low fixed interest rate for two years.
0: Okay, so. I have got to stop you for a minute because we've got the news headlines, but sure. we're going to come back in a few <laughs> minutes. Any questions that you've got for either Mahanad Alwadir or Jake Matthews Hubbard from House on House, please do get in touch, 4001 or you can WhatsApp us on zero four eight seven one double five double zero. Up next, I'm going to find out what it's like behind the scenes. I want to know how sharky it is. It's a shark tank out there, we all know, but I want to know what it's like, whether people are nicking houses off you. They're stealing clients. Uh, I'm going to be asking Jake Matthews Hubbard all of that in the next few minutes. You're listening to Property Today on Dubai Eye 103.8. This is Property Today on the Agenda.
1: With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties.
0: Hello there. Welcome back to Property Today on the Agenda. You are listening to Dubai at 103. Point. I'm joined in the studio by not one, but two property experts. We've got Mohanad Alwadir, the wolf of real estate, as ever, uh, joining us. Still here. Still here, ready to answer your questions. Sure. Uh, keep them coming. We're also joined by Jake Matthews Hubbard from House & House. You'll have heard of him because he's the star of the TV show The Dubai Hustle. And so far, Mohaned uh, and Jake have been geeking out, on, on, frankly, on how to be a real estate agent. A good one. <laughs> Uh, and now I'm going to um, undermine myself, basically, because I don't care about how good a real estate agent you are. I just want to know about the dirt. I want to know what happens behind the scenes. I want to know if people nick your clients, nick your properties, the under sort of the undercurrent of the real estate. The
2: drama of, yes. the, uh, of the show.
0: <laughs> I want the drama. So what, what's, the, what's the deal out there? Is it dog eat dog? Is it a giant shark tank?
3: Yeah, definitely. You have to be at the top of your game and on top of everything. The show, the first episode of the first season, it kind of goes into a storyline between two of my colleagues that are trying to sell the same property to their clients. And it's a great example of what the industry is like internally, because if we're not competing against one another to get the seller the best deal, then someone from another agency is going to be doing that in the background. So if we don't have that internal friendly competition to try and get the best price, we're going to be beaten externally. And as a company, we have to be pushing for what's best for the client on that side and the buy side. So, yeah, definitely it's, it's challenging. Like I said, if you're not doing it, someone else is.
0: Is a lot of it about your personality, do you really have to get both the buyer and the seller to really like you? Is that, is that the, almost the biggest skill that you could have?
3: I think it certainly helps, definitely. Like I was out on a viewing tour of a client yesterday. There's no obligation that they have to buy a property through me. But we went on a viewing tour in about five or six different communities. I gave them a really good service. I'd like to say at the end of it, they said, wow, that was fun. I can't wait to." we go and pinpoint another property. And that's the kind of experience that I like to give to my clients. And I think what House and House likes to do as well, to give the full package, show that we're here from throughout the whole process from, you know, selecting your mortgage broker, what options are available to you, not just the property and the long term vision of Okay, if I do leave the country and go back to where I'm from, can it be an investment property? Is there scope for capital appreciation? What's my options here? So we went through all that in about a three, four hour period. So, yeah, it's definitely, like I said, if you're not doing that on a Sunday, someone else is. So there is is that drama and competition. I I
2: agree. It's all about giving the customers a very uh, rich experience. Uh, Most customers come to real estate brokers because they're unsure about a certain element about the process. And it's the biggest investment anybody would make in their life, buying a property. So they need to make sure that they're received by somebody who can give them the assurance, answer all their questions, give them the time, the attention. And I always tell real estate brokers, we are service providers. We're not the owners. We're not the sellers. We're not the landlords or the tenants. We're actually offering customer service. Mm. So the better your customer service is, the better you'll be at this job.
3: Mm. i think think going back to my uh, one of those initial questions my first bit of education was books around psychology and client service really and that really helped i think yeah Yeah.
0: gosh that's fascinating uh jake honestly it's been a great pleasure speaking to you thank you so much both mahanad and i have both enormously enjoyed interviewing you
2: you all the best so (laughs) thank thank you very very
0: much. much for coming in that's jake matthews hubbard from house and house he's the star of the dubai hustle make sure you follow him on instagram what's your instagram
3: Jake MH underscore.
0: Fantastic. Also, watch him on the telly. Uh, but it's been lovely to have you, and we'll see you again in another year. Don't you dare go anywhere. You're becoming maybe a regular sooner, now. Who knows? Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe sooner. sooner, exactly. <laughs> if something happens, make sure you keep us posted. Uh, but thank you very much indeed. It's been a great pleasure, My pleasure. having thank you, you here. For having thank, me. You. <laughs> thank you very much indeed. Now, it's time now for our brief sort of tutorial <laughs> section where Mahanid gives us uh, basically, uh, well, I mean, you know, you're, you, you do give us a quick lesson, don't you, essentially. And your subject this week is the importance of a good view when buying a property. So, yeah, how big an impact Correct. does that actually have? It's
2: definitely one of the top uh, factors that anybody has to take into consideration. We've covered earlier in different episodes the uh, importance of price, location, the choosing the right developer. Uh, views, believe it or not, have a very big impact. And a lot of people um, don't have an actual um, uh, like measure of how to Uh, measure the impact of the view. Yeah, what's the percentage to the value? So I'm going to share some statistics today with you. Um, There are people who buy properties because of natural views. Uh, There's a universal interest in waterfront properties, be it actual uh, ocean, sea or uh, uh, crystal lagoon. We have the largest crystal lagoons in the world here in Dubai. Um, so waterfront properties have a lot of, uh, you know, attraction to them, greenery. Uh, a lot of people buy golf view uh, properties. I would if I Although could afford a it. A lot of people don't play golf, but they still prefer it and they pay a premium for it. Um, there's another type which is overseeing an iconic structure. So uh, people would pay a premium for, and I will tell you which one will get you a higher return on your investments in a second. But people will buy a property if it has, for example, a Burj Khalifa view or a, a Dubai view or the Dubai frame. View um, and also, you have people who will just buy a property because of greenery. So, uh, people would pay for a garden like Central Park today. The whole you know proposition for it is that it oversees a garden in the middle of the city. So, from a statistical point of view, um, 20% is the premium you will get if you buy a property overseeing water. Um, as By the way, 70% of buyers research, and this is a global study, confirmed that they will be willing to pay a premium if they have a good view. So that's a message to everybody listening. If you have the chance to buy a property with a view, definitely do that. Because if you want to uh, buy a cheaper property because you think you're saving money, that will affect your ability to get a higher resale value and also your ability to rent it faster. Because 70% of the customers prefer a good view. Uh, you will be able to get up to fifty percent premium if you get a property facing a uh, an iconic structure like Burj Khalifa.
0: Five zero.
2: Five zero. Up to fifty percent. So my goodness, th- this shows you that people. That's why Dubai keeps building these stunning structures. Yeah. Uh, Didn't and, you
0: once tell me that, that the flats that look at the Burj Khalifa are worth more than the ones in the Burj Khalifa? Of course, yeah, that's, that's a known why. fact.
2: That's a known fact. Yeah. I, I also want to share with you a quick story. I remember at the launch of the Dubai Creek Harbour in uh, April 2013, I was invited by His Excellency Mohammed Al Abbar to attend the launch. So I was sitting on the front row, and he was talking. We were all very excited about this, you know, historic moment launching the new tallest tower. And I remember one of the journalists jumped in and said, Mr. Al-Abbar, you're building a tower worth almost a billion uh, dirhams and it's not going to have any apartments. Isn't that wasting shareholders money? And he smiled at him and he said uh, he shared with us a story when he was really young. He went with his family to um, Paris and his father, Mr. Al-Abbar's father, booked uh, an Eiffel Tower View uh, hotel apartment. And um, to his surprise, when they got into the, you know, we, we all do that. When we get into a new unit, we immediately go to the balcony to see that beautiful view. And there was no sight of the Eiffel Tower. So they called somebody from management in the hotel. They came up and they said, what seems to be the problem? Uh, and they said, there's no view. He said, no, no, come with me. They stretched out to the balcony. They stretched it next to the neck. <laughs> Here it is. Do you see it? And guess what? They had to pay almost 30 to 40% more for that hotel room because it had a Partial corner view, V8. corner view of the Eiffel Tower. But this is the power of having a good view in your unit. So to everybody who's listening, if you have the chance and if you have the choice, don't get confused. Uh, facts state that you have to get a good view. Don't don't be cheap when it comes to views. It
0: is <laughs> worth the investment. It's absolutely fascinating. Mahaned Awadir, thank you so much for giving us the details about the, uh, the the level to which a view can increase the value of a property. This is Property Today on the Agenda.
1: With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties.
0: Hello there. Welcome back to Property Today on the Agenda. George Holly here with you till one but joined for the moment by Mahanid al who's of course the famous wolf of real estate. How many series of your TV series have you done now?
2: Uh, so far in total, six on Dubai TV and two on NBC1, oh so eight me. seasons. Oh my total. goodness, that's crazy.
0: How many people have you helped buy houses, do you think? <laughs>
2: I can't remember, can't even remember. Uh, they're definitely uh, not just me the team at Harbour Real Estate I have a great team so we've helped I'm sure tens of thousands so far that's over amazing. the last 20 decades Harbour is 50 years old Georgia so you,
0: uh, what I love is you get this will you get this sense of Jake who's just been in town for I know, a year I love, it. I love
2: his energy he's only like
0: 26 yeah. and that's basically how long you have been teaching real almost, estate almost yes uh,
2: working working not teaching working, yeah,
0: yes. working. amazing stuff okay so Many questions coming in for you, and and even as I speak, they keep on coming on 4001. Um, First question here How does one get access to the training program for real estate agents? And where is the location of the Institute of Real Estate? So,
2: currently, uh, there are different institutes that offer uh, certification and training courses from RERA. Uh, One that uh, I can mention right now is the Innovation Express Real Estate Institute. It's one of the leading uh, institutes certified by RERA and Dubai Land Department. They can just go to their um, social media pages or website or even they can check with RERA directly and they'll get assistance. They offer so many courses. They, uh, I think right now they train over 15,000 people every year. So there are so many courses covering all aspects, professional or uh, soft skills uh, for real estate professionals.
0: Well, we just heard about the need to read psychology books and customer relations books. That was very interesting. Thank you, Faustino, for that question. Judy says, hi, can you please ask Mahanad if Business Bay is a good location to buy a property? Uh,
2: Definitely. And according to uh, uh, Dubai Land Department statistics, uh, Business Bay was the top uh, district uh, in 2022 in terms of number of transactions. They had over 10,000 transactions out of the 100 almost 100,000 transactions. So uh, almost 10% of the transactions that happened last year happened in business Bay. I personally think it's a great opportunity for anybody who's looking for an office, retail shop, or even an apartment in a district that offers so much value for money. The price per square foot there is still extremely attractive, uh, especially if you compare it to downtown, which is just immediately adjacent to it. And that price difference is almost 20 to 30%.
0: I love how you always have all the stats. Yeah. I suppose I would be worried about buying in Business Bay because it's still being developed. I'd worry that you'd buy a nice flat with a nice view and then someone's going to stick a tower in front of you.
2: Um But but you can get a better option if you get something on the water directly. Yes, uh, that's You will true. definitely not have any blocked views. And yeah. the proximity to downtown and all the attractions like the IFC, Uh, city walk it's very close to everything and it's developed by dubai properties a very reputable master developer
0: ali has got in touch and this is a question we get every week and it's a very valid question Uh, my landlord keeps threatening to evict us if we don't agree to the unfair rent increase that he's imposing on us what should we do
2: Uh, I, You know what? It's a very sad reality. Landlords are definitely taking advantage of the situation, uh, the high demand uh, that's happening in the market and the shortage in supply. My advice to him is to uh, keep consulting the uh, RERA uh, tools like the rent calculator, the rental index. The law will protect him. And if he feels that he's being bothered or, as he mentioned, truly threatened, he can actually file a complaint at the rent dispute centre against this landlord.
0: Uh, Turai has got in touch saying, "Mohammed, just a quick question. If a client purchased a property 10 years ago before the golden visa scheme was introduced, mm-hmm. can the client still qualify for a golden visa, assuming their property is worth more than 2 million
2: dirhams? Yes, I suggest they go and uh, obtain a um, evaluation certificate. They can get a smart evaluation uh, instant one from Dubai Land Department, Dubai Rest app. And they can go and request for the golden visa based on that.
0: Talking about views, this person has a question saying, "How can a bit like what I mentioned just a minute ago, actually, how can you be protected when you pay for a view? Take the case of, for example, JBR and downtown. The ocean views are gone with the new buildings and the Burj Khalifa view is gone. Now, we had this when we bought in London. We have the most amazing view across the city and then... Closer and closer, people started building, you know, too high. So we gradually lost most of it. And of course, in London, we certainly had no comeback.
2: There, there isn't a clear formula for that. My, What I usually do is I look at the urban plan uh, uh, blueprints. We try to investigate and understand what's happening in that master plan overall. Um, and just do your best, get uh, like a property just right on the water where, you know, for example, and as you mentioned in business Bay, there are buildings on the canal itself. Yes. They're not going to build anything in the canal. Well, but unless you have these floating
0: cities, but, but we already yeah, but, established but, they're yeah, unrealistic. So, so, so,
2: but it's not going to be in the canal. It's not, no, it's, it's, not. it's not. Let's that be big, honest. It's yeah, not. For it. So usually just do your homework. and. Yeah. Uh, that's the only way <laughs> yeah absolutely
0: yeah. another question here from kath which is probably the last one we have time for sure. directly but of course you are very kind you do answer them via whatsapp uh, kath says um uh, basically how can i book a private consultation with you <laughs> uh, even if it's paid i really need somebody who's reliable and knowledgeable to help me make the right decision and honestly after following the show i don't trust anybody but him so please help me book I a consultation meeting with I, him
2: i love this message and you know what georgia thank you and thanks all To all the team here, I've been getting a lot of messages from people saying the show has helped us a lot. So it always makes me feel so good because this is the whole objective of the show. It is, yes. Uh, Regarding her question, she can get in touch with me on social media. I would love to, like anybody else, I'd love to give them like private feedback uh, by, via voice message or WhatsApp. And I'll try to help them as much as I can myself and my team. I'll just advise them where to, where to go or what to do.
0: It is amazing <laughs> how um, how willing Mahanad yeah. is to answer questions one-on-one via WhatsApp voice messages. Yeah. Uh, so Kath, I'll send your number to him and uh, look forward. Maybe if you specify your question, that's probably the yes, best thing. Of course. Uh, and then we can get it sent over to him. Uh, Mahaned as ever, it's been great grilling, you know, grilling the guests with you, grilling your Love mind. It. <laughs> uh, it's been a real pleasure as as always, we look forward to seeing you every Monday at 11am. Yes. Don't you dare? Well, he's never even hinted at cancelling us. Uh, and I hope you have a good rest of the week.
2: You too. Thank you so much. By the way, to have Zina with us this week.
0: It is good to have Zena this week. And <laughs> Mahanid will be handing in his PhD paper this yes, evening. this evening. So soon when I introduce him, he's going to be <laughs> in, Dr. In, Mahanid Awadir. Hopefully I'll be Dr. Manali
2: We're looking Mahanid.
0: forward to that.